Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Welcome to the Sherry Hill Show. I'm so excited. Two of my dear friends are here today joining me. We're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, bees and beekeeping. I have joining me Debbie Gilmore, who is the queen bee of Hall's Honey. And I have Marvin Graham, who is representing his company, Boarding House Bees. And he mentioned he does bee rescue. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But the reason we're all gathered here today is because we want to really promote the upcoming Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, which will be held in Yerington, Nevada on February 22nd through the 24th. So we'll all be in attendance, looking forward to that and just uh, enjoying everything about bees. So Debbie, welcome. Thanks, Sherry. It's good to be here. Yes. And Marvin, welcome. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> I want to jump to Marvin first because he talks about bee rescue. And the, so, of course, there's a lot of people that would be like, how do you rescue a bee? Is it one bee? Is it a hot? What is it? <laughs> well, when, when a feral colony swarms, typically they'll move into some place that you really don't want them to be. Or in the swarm state, they'll be hanging out in a tree in your yard or your neighbor's yard looking for a place to relocate to. So I go, I go out and rescue these bees. I bring them back to the ranch. I, I put them in a home. I, I nurse them to full strength. And either I will relocate those or I will sell those or donate those to somebody that's looking to get into beekeeping. Yes. So swarm is a big topic for beekeepers because many of us watch our bees leave and then they go somewhere else. But there are a few folks like you, Marvin, who go out and they're on the swarm call. So is it the fire department that calls you? Is it neighbors? Who who lets you know there's loose bees? Well, I have a, a website, boardinghousebees.com. And on that, I promote free bee rescue because we don't really want them exterminated. And typically that's most people's first call is they'll look in the phone book and how do I get rid of these bees? Well, we need, need to get an uh, exterminator. Well, there's exterminators in Nevada. They need to get signed off by a beekeeper before they can do that. If they're not rescuable, then it's a termination situation. But if there's any way we can collect those bees and save them, we'll do our dangest to get them back and safe home. Awesome. So, Debbie, you're uh, Hall's Honey out in Yearington. Did you have a good year, honey year? Well, it wasn't so much a good honey year, but it was a great bee year. The bees are looking really healthy. Um, even now, um, the, the um, decrease in numbers is pretty minimal, so we're hoping for a really good spring. Yeah, we finally had some rain here the other day, but yep. our bees have been out too, which mm -hmm. was really interesting, and they're out flying around and 
checking us out as we were hanging uh, lights on the house the other day. <laughs> so they're so, wondering what you're up to. Well, Sherry. they are. They are. They're like, wow, someone else is out here. <laughs> uh, so, Debbie, let's talk about uh, one of the coolest things about being a beekeeper is that uh, liquid gold called honey. And you had mentioned that you had gone to a honey tasting class. Yeah, it was an online class. It was um, three days, two hours each day, and they sent out a packet of of items to smell. Um, when you think about smelling honey and trying to classify what smells, um, you have to think smelling is kind of from from memory. You know, things that you have smelled previously. Um, so that you can identify the smells in these different honeys. So it was quite a process in trying to figure out what you know that you can smell and what you've never smelled before and how you identify all of these different smells from these honeys. So it was was pretty um, enlightening, and I learned a lot about honey that I did not know before and how fragile it is and how very elite it is as well. So. so a few years ago, we had a gal that came out and taught one of the workshops, I think, at the Beekeepers Conference. And she had this big chart because honey, you know, is there's color, obviously now smell and taste. So there's really a lot to it. It isn't just what you see on a shelf. It's It's like wine. It's like coffee. It's... Exactly, and it all depends on the nectar source. Um, Honey is made up of glucose and fructose, and it depends on the percentage of those two sugars that will cause the honey to crystallize quicker or slower. And it just happens to be that the majority of our honey around here crystallize very quickly. And the quicker that it crystallizes, the smaller the crystals are, so it almost appears to be creamy, where the longer it takes, the larger the crystals are, and it looks more like crystallized sugar. Yeah. So but, let, let's yeah. talk about that, because a lot sure. of people end up with honey, and it's crystallized, and they want to stick it in the microwave. No. Explain what crystallization is and why it's okay. So only all pure honey will crystallize. So... You know, um, honey is the third most adulterated food on the planet. So, you know, if you know your beekeeper and you know that it's good, um, pure, raw honey, it will crystallize over time. And like I said, depending on the on the glucose and the fructose factor. So when it's crystallized and you want to bring it back to form. Yeah, so if it crystallizes, it is not bad. I've I've known people, and I think probably a lot of beekeepers know people who think that oh, it's crystallized, it's no good, and just throw it away. Ouch! But that's <laughs> that's your proof that it's really pure honey. And all you have to do is um, get a pot of hot water and set your honey inside um, in that pot of hot water, and it will reliquify. If you put it in the microwave it will tend to crystallize quicker after that. Uh, and you don't want it, the water boiling. It's just hot water. Just and, hot water. And get it back to form. So, Marvin, where are you? We're located in northern Nevada, right just uh, about a mile from Lake Topaz. Oh, okay. Sitting up against the Sierra Nevada 
foothills. All right. How how was uh, the environment for the bees? Because last year you had all the fire issues. How did you recover from that? Yeah, two, two summers ago was, yeah. was pretty brutal on uh, all the sources for pollen and nectar for the bees in the area. Uh, but the state came through last year and uh, seeded the hillsides. And we had a, just an amazing snow, wet winter last year, which developed, a, if you're into gardening, an awesome spring. N- no brutal uh, freezes. Everybody's tr- apple trees and fruit trees did amazing. So a lot of wildflowers this year. And I'm one of the lucky ones that got an overabundance of honey from my hives. I I got over 400 pounds of honey uh, in, in two processings this fall. Well, that's awesome. And so everyone, Merry Christmas, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what would you like to say to folks that are thinking about becoming a beekeeper? Because you hear it all the time. Once they know we're beekeepers, like, oh, I want to do that, right? That's the first thing they say. What would you recommend they do? Well, the when I was moving here from Hawaii, before I ever stepped foot in Nevada, I reached out to the bee clubs here to see what the resources were for the local bee clubs. And there's a few. uh, And I landed with Debbie Gilmore and Mason Valley Beekeepers, which was just a godsend. Uh, But you really need, if you can, find a local group for mentorship. Every region is different for beekeeping. Depends on the climate, depends on what food sources are. The winters, how hard the winters are, how hot the summers are. So your local beekeeper club is the best resource for mentorship. And I've never found a beekeeper that didn't want to share what he knows. It's it's not like some trades where there's secrets to getting stuff done. In this in this trade, in this group, everybody wants everybody else to succeed. It's a win for everybody if a new beekeeper makes it through the first year. Absolutely. And the other thing I always share with folks is, you know, if you can't have bees in your own backyard, because I'm an urban beekeeper, right? I don't live on a farm that, you know, really look at your environment. And so going around to the neighbors and saying, hey, why don't you plant some additional flowers and I don't want to see you with Roundup and all these kinds of things. And I was quite shocked because I went across the street to a neighbor's house, never been really in their backyard, but I looked at the house next to it, nothing. There isn't even a, not a plant, not a blade of grass, which means they're not supporting any animal in any environment. However, when I think about now, where are my bees going to go forage, I can say, well, not that house. So they're not helping at all, right? And so some of this is educating the neighbors and the people around you. True. Uh, It it depends on the area. Urban beekeeping is successful if, if you have neighbors that know and don't get excited. And Typically, if, if you have a good water source for your bees, it, it'll keep them from lingering around in somebody else's backyard trying to get in the dog's water dish or in their bird bath because they need the water. And if you can give them water, then they're only over there pollinating and they're coming home. So it, that helps a lot if you have a decent water source for your bees Absolutely. in an urban situation. Absolutely. So, yeah, that I was shocked when I saw their yard, and I'm, I want to go say something to them, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's like, help, you know, we need the bees, Debbie, right? <laughs> we need the bees. We need all those native pollinators. Yep, we do. Absolutely. So I'm talking with Debbie Gilmore and Marvin Graham, and we uh, definitely are going to be showing up in February to the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Feb 22nd through the 24th, 2024. We're talking about next year. That's what's Mm -hmm. exciting. (laughs) And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the next segment, some of the speakers coming in. But if you have any interest in becoming a beekeeper, this is what I did first. I went to the conference, had no idea about what it took to be a beekeeper, and uh, was a bit overwhelmed Uh, So I like your idea, Marvin, about starting at the Bee Club. We got to go to break. We'll be right back. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over two decades, we have taught thousands of business owners, real estate investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to set up a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill if you want to experience peace of mind today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. Save the date. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Enjoy world-renowned speakers, educational presentations, hands-on workshops, honey tasting, and bee photo contests, plus so much more. Learn from new and seasoned beekeepers. Inform, educate, and inspire. Register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Feb 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, Yearington, Nevada. The hub of Lyon County. Natakwa, Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa, it's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News, pick up your copy today. Natakwa. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. So happy Debbie Gilmore is here. I always love seeing her. And Marvin, I only see you a few times a year, and definitely at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference coming up Feb 22nd through the 24th out in Yearington, Nevada. It's always like a little staycation out there. Debbie, let's talk about what is going to make this conference different from all the past. Well, we have such a huge lineup of speakers. Um, I even had a vendor contact me last week and said, we were looking at your lineup of speakers. We are wondering if we could come as a vendor or if we could just come to listen to the speakers. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure, come on. Yeah, come well, on, pay. we want to. You get to pay, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think our focus this year from the speakers that we have will be like on queen issues. Um, It seems to be one of the top reasons for colony losses. So we have a couple of the top queen scientists um, in our country. So I'm really excited about that. David uh, Tarpey, Dr. Tarpey is coming from North Carolina. 
um, University, and he is like the guru of Queen Issues. And we also have Dr. Garrett Slater coming from the USDA in Baton Rouge, and he is doing some amazing studies as well on Queen Issues. So um, we'll talk a little bit about the Aurora mite, which tends to get really gets, talked about a lot. It's top um, billing. Yeah, <laughs> but we will uh, talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk some more about bears and how to protect our bees from bears. And David Burns, who is like a YouTube rock star, um, he's coming back from Illinois. And his sidekick, as he calls him, is Dr. John Zawizalak, and he's coming from the University of Arkansas. So we have a a big lineup. Um, the other rock star beekeeping is Randy Oliver, and he's going to be joining us again. So we have a huge lineup, and I think um, it'll be a great time and a great learning experience for all of us. Yeah, and besides the speakers, uh, Marvin, I maybe like me, the workshops are a lot of fun too because they're a little more uh, intimate with the person that's teaching. So what what do you like most about the conference? No, it's a, it's, it's a learning curve. Mm-hmm. Beekeeping is, you're always learning something new, a, a new little trick to do this or a better way to do that. And like I said earlier, everybody's so willing to share and, and make everybody around them successful at this hobby. Uh, it, it's just a fun hobby. Age, it's ageless. It's little little children up to people old as me so we're uh we're enjoying it i'm in my 10th year of beekeeping this year so it's it's going to be starting a new decade coming up but it's it's still learning stuff and these conferences are just a, a great way to meet other beekeepers like-minded and learn new tricks to be successful at your beekeeping well, what I really like, too, is we really learn what's going on in the industry because you have the whole commercial beekeeping side, then you have the urban beekeeping side, then you have the hobbyist that maybe has 20 hives or whatever. And so I'm always fascinated because it seems like there's so much good science and ingenuity and opportunity, you know, being someone that helps people start companies, you know, when you think of that entire industry, there's a lot of opportunity there. There's a lot of opportunity (laughs) there. You know, just in the bee labs that are across the country and all these universities, um, all of the lab people that they have, all these research um, students that are in all of these labs and all of the new stuff that's coming out is kind of like the powdered sugar shake, you know, um, 10, 15 years ago, that was the go-to thing. Everybody was mm-hmm. all doing the, the powdered sugar shake and and powder sugaring for varroa mites. Well, now that's been proven not to be so effective. So there are other new things coming out that are just waiting for um, approval from the government. And um, so we learn about all of those things at the conference, and, and it's all good stuff. It is, and smart people. Smart people, <laughs> but good people, just good-hearted people are beekeepers. I mean, <laughs> Well, good, we're, good we're sweet. I mean, we, we, we love, yes. you know, I, I'm always fascinated by the fact that, you know, I learned this last year, which nobody ever thinks about, is honey is the only byproduct of an insect that humans consume. 
Mm-hmm. Right? When you think That's about true. all the insects out there and this is the one we we eat from, it's just absolutely amazing and fascinating and yet so vital to the planet. Right. For pollination of our food system. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And so we're starting to see a lot of young people showing up to the monthly meetings and even the conference. So Marvin, you said you were old. Isn't it good to see young people coming? Oh, without a doubt. (laughs) I I picked up a 14-year-old boy to help a family friend that was interested in bees. So he spent uh, several days over at my place on uh, the days that we actually opened up hives and did our hive inspections. And uh, we started him a colony there, and he's just super excited about it. And he's told all his friends at school, and all his friends want to come over and check out his beehive. And he's he's just really looking forward to this spring and starting all over again. Uh, Over winter is is kind of a downtime for beekeepers because most, most people's bees hibernate for the winter because of the cold and weather. So it gives us a chance to catch up, clean our gear, and get everything ready for spring. And to do the conferences and beginning beekeeper classes, it's it's a great time to get that in and get it done. Yeah. The Mason Valley Beekeepers are hosting a beginning beekeepers workshop, we call it. It's a one-day workshop taught by local beekeepers, um, which I think is very important when you're first starting. And it's on January 20th in Yarrington, and registration is open, and we've already got quite a few um, people to register. So um, if you want to get in, you need to get in pretty soon. Um, What's the website to register? It's masonvalleybeekeepers.org, and there's a link there to register for the class. And you can find out more information about the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference off that website. Yes, you can. As well. So we don't have much time, so let's uh, final thoughts for anyone that is thinking about Uh, understanding when they pour honey on their toast or their pancakes, what goes into it, right? Oh, there's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. So final words to potential beekeepers. The conference is really, I think, designed for the seasoned beekeeper because of all the interaction. And like I said, the first time I went, it was like, well, all this science where the beginner beekeeper class is outstanding. Marvin, your recommendation to find your local club. And we do have some really good clubs in northern Nevada, one in Carson, one here in Reno, out in Earrington. And so you can look those up. And so, yeah, final words to our listeners about beekeeping. Well, it's a great project for families. Um, it's a great hobby. You get a little bit of payback at the end when you harvest your honey. But it's a great it's a great experience for families, I well, think. Well, but people are always concerned about getting stung. I get stung every year. That's why I have so few wrinkles <laughs> because <laughs> it's like a free Botox. You know? <laughs> Marvin? Well, I, I just think it's a great hobby for family. Uh, it, it's, a, it's an at-home hobby. Uh, you don't have to leave the house really to go do this. It's, it's everybody in the family can participate uh, and everybody can learn. So it's a great family to do. And it's, if you're single and, you know, you're out there, it's something you can do by and in, in become part of the group in a club. So it's a great social outlet that way, too. But here again, it's, it's really beekeepers are, are kind of a family. 
and they're willing to share, and they want everybody to participate in it. So it's, it's just a great, fun hobby. Well, and we've also discovered that working with veterans, beekeeping is a huge, uh, you know, art beekeeping. There's lots of ways to support our veterans that are dealing with PTSD and things like that. And so, yeah, it's just an awesome uh, way to spend time. And it's not overwhelming, right? It's not an overwhelming hobby where you're out there every single day. True. Maybe you are, Debbie, because you got a lot of hives, <laughs> but uh, not me. <laughs> it's more of a bi-weekly for a hobby beekeeper. Yeah. You know, you're going to do your hive inspections twice a month, maybe, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, depends on the weather and, and what's going on with the wind and the cold. But it, yeah, it's not a full-time occupation. It needs to be addressed, but it's not something that's overwhelming that you can't. If it, Well, I couldn't do it today. I can do it tomorrow. That's just fine. Absolutely. All right. So for all information on the upcoming uh, beginner beekeeper class or the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, you want them to go to the website. MasonValleyBeekeepers.org or NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. All right. And if someone finds a swarm of bees in their yard next spring, because spring is typically when they start to swarm, Marvin Graham of Boarding House Bees. What's your website? BoardingHouseBees.com. Awesome. So don't try and get rid of those bees on your own. Call Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show, where business and today the business of beekeeping has been amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. And tune in next week, same time, same station for the Sherry Hill Show. This is Peter from Nevada Real Estate Radio. We're here to help you achieve success. The Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursdays, 3 p.m. on 93.7 FM. Nevada Real Estate Radio.